the success of your prep is dictated by the success of your off season. That's what she said. <laughs> football was football was fun, no doubt. Oh wow! I've got a. You're going to be amazed by this, Dave. We have sound effects for this show and everything. Oh God! Yes. Here we go. All right. Watch the look on his face. He's going to be astounded. We'll get this thing started. Slayer probably right. Uh, okay. Guys, you you're welcome to ask questions here on the show. Uh, we've got a topic that we're going to tackle, and then after that, if you have any questions you want to throw up for Dave and for his given name is Weapon X, but we also refer to him as Derek. Sometimes feel free to, <laughs> to post those up. <laughs> Here we go. Here, there's my there's my sound effects. All right. What's up, guys? We're getting down to brass tacks with... It was a little quiet. I, oh! I'm longer. Let's go. Hold on. I got to turn that up a little bit. Let me try that again. Yeah, that was kind of quiet. There we go. Now we're now we're jamming. You like that, Dave? <laughs> it's it's, yes, so it's cool. very, very, very heavy metal, very punk rock. Yes, indeed. So, <laughs> of course, back here with Derek Oslett. I'm Scott McNally. You guys already know that. And we are joined by one of my favorite people in the world, Dave Kalick. Dave's been coaching since forever, and he was competing since way before that. Uh, we've, we've, had you on, we've had you on a bunch of times. You know, I yeah. mean... Uh, Dave was responsible for guys. Oh, the last time we had you on, it's uh, when we had you on with Dorian Haywood. And we talked all about, that's oh, the yeah, last time sorry. you were on. We had you on to talk all about the success that Dorian has had this season. Uh, we've had you on in the past, all the work you had done with Stan McQuay, who was an outstanding Hall of Famer. Uh, today, we are going to discuss, it's kind of like a, a conglomerate of topics, but the reality is when this show comes out, it'll be just about the beginning of the year. And it's a time that's important to start thinking about your planning for your year, basically, because, you know, what's the saying go? If you don't plan, if you plan, wait, there's like a plan you to fail. What it, <laughs> fail to plan. You fail you, to plan, yes. you, plan, you prepare to fail. Thank you. Thank you. So there's You're that. Welcome. So we're going to talk a little bit about planning. Um, and one of the important factors in that, if you are going to hire a coach, is finding a coach that you jive with. So we're going to talk about that today and talk about the matchup we have here between Weapon X being coached by Dave Kalick for this next season. I'm excited to see what you guys do, by the way. We'll get into that. We're going to talk about their plans, but we thought we'd also throw out some tips to you guys about basically putting a plan together for yourself. Um, I know that we're going to talk about finding a good coach I thought maybe should should we start with that? Do you think, Derek? I mean, you're, this is your show. This is yeah. this is the show. So we should, maybe we should start. You know, you you take the reins here, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so what I, I so yeah, that's a good starting point. Um, so the fir the first thing that people I think should. Um, really understand about themselves even before looking for looking for a coach is what is it that they want to accomplish what direction that they do they want to move in uh we are in a place now where uh if you want to compete in any federation there is a multitude of different divisions and different choices that you can pick from uh True. you have open bodybuilding you have classic and you have men's physique so what um what physique of each division really resonates with you the most understand why it resonates with you 
And then when you are either coaching yourself or looking for a coach, um, have that that vision and that understanding in mind when you go in, because that's going to determine, obviously, what direction the person that you're working with takes with you. Um, that being said, if you're if you're in a position where you are looking for someone to coach you, uh, there I do believe that there is a due diligence that you should perform on your end to make sure that not only um, are you picking someone who is going to take you to the next level where you want to go, but the, like you said, someone that you jive with. Um, so, uh, which brings me to uh, myself and Dave. So I've known Dave for about what three years now, four years. Um, I have. Um, I don't think I. I don't think me and you formally met. Uh, at the nationals when uh dorian and myself turned me uh dorian and i turned pro at the same at the same show oh no kidding um, i didn't realize that yeah yeah he uh dorian won the super heavies and i won light heavyweight okay so so yeah we both turned pro in 2016 i don't think i ever formally met dave but obviously i met dorian and had um spoken with him quite a bit i think it was a year or two later i met dave um but i've competed against his client um adam young Oh, he's yeah. also a 212 guy. I competed against him uh, a multitude of times. So I've met, I've had the honor of being able to speak with Dave and, and um, meet him. And he's always been super nice to me, super um, encouraging and all of that stuff. And here's um, the thing. So I got to jump in just to like paint this picture because, you know, Derek, you being backstage at all these pro shows, a lot of the mm-hmm. audience doesn't doesn't really understand what that looks like. But I can tell you that Dave Kalick is a facet, basically. If you're backstage at a pro show, there's a 99% chance that Dave Kalick is back there, too. He, he's more, always back there. If I have athletes in the show, yeah. I'll be there. More than likely. Uh, backstage. Uh, it depends on the person, honestly. I'm the type of person that I like to joke around and talk with everybody. I'm very lighthearted. And yeah, no, no very, I was just saying you see Dave outgoing. back there. You just, oh, you, yeah, you for know. sure. Yes, that's all. But I mean, Dave is the I, I was bringing that up because Dave is the same way, which is why we were able oh. to meet and become friends and have a relationship. There are a lot of guys who don't talk to anybody and they just sit there with their, with their headphones on and just brood and look like they're about to go to war like no we're <laughs> we're getting on stage in underwear in front of hundreds of people yeah exactly yeah, it's not be- a, like it's <laughs> so funny when you see the post like you know going to war you know it's not it's on fucking greco-roman wrestling you know so people should interact athletes <laughs> coaches people should interact backstage you know what i mean it's not fucking it's not you know world war ii fucking going over the trenches you know but at the same time Correct. i mean of course you're focused but yeah i mean it's just if you find like usually like um Usually, the people who actually, you know, there's a lot of camaraderie backstage. Yeah, um, I love that too. Sure. More, more than people would think. You know, people think backstage. I mean, of course, it's tense. You know, I mean, just the fucking smell of protan is the Pavlovian dog for some people. You know, some people start oh, getting nervous. It is for me. me. Me too. When they start tanning and they smell that that protan, it's like the whole, uh, you know, do- dog salivates at four o'clock when they hear the dinner bell. You know, so there's there's going to be fight or flight no matter what as it is. So backstage, you're actually, if you're a competitor, you're actually doing yourself a favor if you could actually, like, literally take a deep breath. I mean, of course, you're going to start pumping, glazing, and all that. But, you know, you definitely want to, like, uh, it shouldn't be where you you can hear a feather drop backstage. And it's not, you know. Most people, guys, you, are, you know, because it is nerve-wracking. It, so you're it is, off. but... 
But I find that you're the least nervous when, at least for me, when you're ready. No, I'm fucking nervous. So, I'm like, nervous. <laughs> I just don't show it as much, but yeah. I mean, I'm excited. Well, I'm I mean, excited. as the athlete. Excitement and nervous at the same time, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, as a coach, I get way more nervous from for my clients competing than I do when I'm competing. Huh. Um, and I, I would say that when I'm competing, the only time I really get nervous is uh, when I'm in line. When I'm in line and, I, and my feet touch the stairs – and I'm like, oh shit, it's about to go down. Yeah. And then no once I back. once I hear my name, once I hear my name, I almost kind of check out. Yeah. I'm almost watching myself from the outside do what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, it's very meditative, almost. Huh. Um, except for the Olympia. The Olympia, I was pretty, I was pretty jacked up for it. <laughs> I was pretty hyped. Um, but anyway, yeah. So. When I made the decision that I wanted to look for um, a new coach, um, what I thought to myself is, you know, when when people look, when other people are looking for a coach and they come to me, what is it that they, what they look for and what are they coming to me with? And what I mean is, like, I get a lot of clients who left other coaches uh, because it's almost always the same reason poor communication, poor attentiveness on the coach's part. So that led them to look to somebody else. I have a very strong camaraderie among all of my guys. Um, A lot of them work out together who otherwise would never have met each other. That's Um, cool. So I've I've gone out of my way to really create a very strong community of people who feel comfortable, um, you know, sharing the process with one another, not just physically in the gym, but also a lot of them are friends now that if not for me coaching, they probably never would have met and interacted with each other. Um, so um, having someone who can develop that bond with another person was very important to me. Number two, um, I wanted to feel important. I have been with coaches uh, with big names in the past who it became very clear that even at the level, I, I don't mean to sound arrogant when I say this, but like even at the level that I'm at, I still felt like I was just a number. And it very it came across in the way that I was being coached. Yeah. So yes, I wanted someone who obviously had the knowledge base. It was going to bring something new and different um, um, to the table, something new and different that worked. And Dave ended up in that bracket for me because of this podcast, actually. This podcast is the reason why, um, because, you know, like I said, I knew Dave, uh, seeing seeing him at shows and stuff and interacting and having those friendly banters and stuff. But I didn't realize how knowledgeable and how how intelligent he actually was until I started listening to this show. That's so cool, Um, man. So... Um, and then, you know, hearing um, hearing Dave talk about uh, Dorian and uh, his old stories with Stan, I was like, this dude gives a shit. And it's yeah. very apparent. It's not like, oh, I give a shit because they do well. It's like, I give a shit because I care about these people. And as a result, they do well. Yeah. So, you know, I was like, I got I to gotta give Dave a shot. So um, when I... When I messaged him, I think he, I think Dave hit me back like an hour later and he was like, and he's like, you have time right now? I'm free. Let's get on the phone. That's a very Dave Dave move. Yes. And then before I could even respond, he was already calling me and I was like, oh, all right. So I answered and he was like, 
hey Derek, what's going on? All right, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna win the next show that we're in. You're gonna be stupid peeled. Everyone's gonna lose their shit, and then we're going to the Olympia. Here's how we're gonna do it. Like, no, and I, and, and I shit you not. There was it, there was no. There was barely a hello. It was like, hey, Derek, all right, so we're going to win this shit, and we're going to get fucking peeled, and here's how we're going to do it. And I was like, this is the enthusiasm that I need. That's and cool. I was, and I was sold. So when you're looking for a coach, yes, you want to make sure that they can produce results and they have tangible evidence that they are able to do that for other people, not for themselves. A lot of people can follow a plan. That doesn't mean that they can teach other people how to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. And everybody's different. Every, every plan is different, you know? Yes. So, um, yeah, every individual comes with different things that they bring to the table, both um, physically and genetically, as well as psychologically. Are you able to adapt to different personalities um, as or is the coach you're looking for able to adapt to different personalities? Or do you find like, for example, um, there are a lot of guys who like only post their genetic elite clients. And you never see anybody else. So is it be is it that are they a good coach because they're able to take these people to such a high level, or are they just getting lucky with genetic, you know, genetic potential like monsters? Um, so Dave, you know, from learning about him and seeing what I've seen, he's taken people who were not necessarily genetic elite when they started and brought them to like, Dorian's a perfect perfect example. And now we see him as this this monstrous human being with tons of muscle, and he is going to get to the Olympia probably this year. Yeah, um, I think so. I think it'll happen. That took time because he wasn't he wasn't he a bantam when he first started competing, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he started like, uh, actually when he was in high school wrestling. He was like wrestling like 105 pounds, you know, and he that's just same. a hard worker right there. No yeah, same. I I, yeah. I wrestled in high school and it was the I remember, same. Yeah, I remember you saying that body weight. wrestling. Yeah, I think. Um, so, I got to say, I think that I think really good bodybuilders come from uh, classics. You know, wrestling, football. Yep, no doubt. Yep, always. So, um, so all all of that together um, led me to pick Dave. But honestly, the biggest the biggest factor was just knowing that he gave a shit about me as a person. That was the most important thing. He gave a shit about me and made me f- and makes current makes me feel yes, important. I, the reason why I wanted to work with Derek, you know, as um, some people know, I, I coaching for me is a passion. I'm fortunate to be able to be in a situation where I can do coaching not as my job, but as my as fun, as my passion, you know. And um, so, therefore, you know, it, getting to know Derek over the next last few years, you know, he's who he is as a person is what the biggest thing I was excited to call him back when I saw the message because, you know, after interacting with him for a couple of years, you know, backstage and he was saying, and all, you know, he's, you could tell, you know, you could tell good people. And if I'm going to coach someone, I want to be able to, you know, have fun doing it. Yeah. And it's not cookie cut, you know, just like there's a dead relationship. Cause again, this to me is I'm doing this, you know, it's my passion for fun, you know? So therefore, you know, I want to be able to, feel good who I'm interacting with doing this. Um, And with Derek, it's very simple. I mean, the potential is just insane. And uh, there's nothing very sexy here about this prep. It is literally getting him leaner than he's ever been on stage. Okay. Um, And that is really the objective. There's no, nothing fancy, nothing sexy about it. As I said, it's just literally getting him to conditioning level where he hasn't, you know, where 
just a new level of conditioning. And that's literally, that's the feedback I got that we need to do, um, judges, et cetera. And um, that's literally the plan. And we've started early. We've already started. Um, yep. You know, without, we don't want to be rushing and chasing things at the end. Yeah. If anything, I'd like to be backing off towards the end, God forbid. Yes. God forbid you could, God forbid you could take your foot off the gas pedal at the end. God forbid you could start dissipating off of things, you know. God forbid you could start to slow down the conveyor belt. Yeah. At the end. You know, that's what we want to do here. So the idea is not only do I want him better conditioned than he's ever been, but I actually I want him ready early. Yeah. So there is not a lot of stress at the end. So there's not chasing conditioning at the end. You know you know what it takes so to do that. There's not three hours of cardio a day at the end and zero like it shouldn't be that way. Um I want you know, is that shit to look robust up there and fresh. Not and it, all that, quarters all looking out. And that takes yep, planning. Yep. And that takes starting now, is what you're saying. <clears throat> yeah, that, and that takes starting now. So we're talking about like I I um I'm not taking any more clients, but if you listen to what Derek is saying and Scott as far as planning with clients, if you guys are if you guys should start reaching out to your let, let's say you guys are working with Derek and you guys are planning on let's say competing in the spring or summer or whatever. Yes, it's the holidays. Enjoy your time with the holidays with your families and all that stuff. You know, don't get me wrong, but you should be strategically starting a plan. And yeah. you should reach out to your if you're working with Derek, Scott, reach out to these guys. If you're competing in the summer, get the wheels turning right now. Because, uh, excuse the expression, I don't even, maybe I made it up, but like, you know, this, your prep, the success of your prep is dictated by the success of your off season. Yeah. And bodybuilding is planning. It, it, bodybuilding has to do with discipline, you know, Ta com committing the task, completing the task, and it's planning. You have to be very bodybuilding. You have to be very strategic with foods, when you start a prep, off season. To me, I look at it like it's all one prep. It's like you know, there's a show mm. in August, there's a show in July. Um, to me, the off season just seg just it segues into the prep. It's just right. a date what do you mean by what do you mean by segues into it? Like, in other words, like some people, they're just like, okay, it's bulking season, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's all, you know, then all of a sudden now it's the magic day. It's just, now it's cutting season, you know, some, or prep. Sometimes you have to have like a transitional thing, you know, it should almost gel together, you know, yeah. it should, you, to go from like a million trillion calories down to like a caloric deficit overnight, where the fuck are you going to go from there? Yeah. So sometimes you need a, tra a transition. Sometimes, you know, God forbid before the actual like literal prep starts, you might need four weeks of downstructuring carbs and calories to get sensitive. You know, to, I mean, so you could actually start getting high days involved in the, in the initial prep. You know, I mean, you shouldn't want to start with ten hours of cardio a day. You should everything. It should be progressive. You know, and I just find that let's say starting earlier. And again, I know I'm just kind of like I look at everything as just like there's a date for a show, and um, yes, there's off season pre contest, but I find them that they overlap and just gel together. You know, yeah. and that takes planning. You want so, in other words, if you're one of Derek's athletes, whatever, there's a show that's planned in May. You should already you should already be involved with a preliminary like off season ending into prep. You know, you should be planning yeah. and communicating. With let me ask. The let me ask you guys this. Let me ask you guys this then. So, you know, as we we're talking about setting a, a plan up. Uh, when should people, it, how long, how early should somebody reach out to a coach if, if only to touch base and be like, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing a show next year, this time, whatever, you know, do, how long do you think we need to do that? How early should somebody reach out to their you, coach? You should look at it. Like, I mean, to me, everything, you should look at everything like in kind of like in 12 week segments. I'm not saying every prep is 12 weeks or off seasons or 12 weeks, but I mean, when you're 24 weeks out or 20 weeks out at the very least. 
you should be in very much, you should be communicating. You should have already okay. have, there should be some degree of, even if it's, you're not starting right then, at the very least, there should be pictures. Let me see where you're at. I mean, there should be, I don't know. I mean, if someone comes to me 20, like I want to see labs right away. I want to see current foods, current, what they're currently doing, take whatever, you know, I mean, there should mm -hmm. be information going on. There should be communication going <clears> on. There should be some degree of piecing something together when you're 20 to 24 weeks out, something. The very least, if I, not concretely, if you're looking, if you're a national level or a pro, you're in commit. It's all your communication. There's all like you know, oh, lots, yeah. you know. There's times where you let off the pedal a little bit here and there, of course, you know. And there's breaks of from gear and all, all that, of course. TRT, that's a given. But the community, if you're a serious communicate, you're a serious competitor, national level pro. You should literally be planning and communicating with whoever you're working with or whatever all year, like it should just be an ongoing plan. Even yeah, if it's I, like, I agree. Just, you know, there should just communication is the biggest thing for all of this, no matter what phase if it's week, I mean, obviously before the show, obviously there should be tons of communication, but even in off season, there should be communication because there issues are going to come up with foods. Issues are going to come up with stuff. You know, you have to work through issues. You also want to be progressive with foods where you're doing stuff in off season. It's not just, you know, it, it should be comprehensive what you do in the off season. Shouldn't be all fancy with the prep either. Hmm. You should have more involved. You should the more sometimes the more involved in the off season, you know, the more control you have over things, numbers, foods, and all that makes dictates an easier situation for prep, where the the, the prep is just becomes predictable and easier. That's so true. That's so true. Some foods for thought. I felt really grateful hmm. this year. Um, a, a, a girl, a friend of mine that I've worked with a number of times for prep. Uh, stuck with me all through her off season and in the past it had been like where i literally I have, have no sound right now uh oh you can't hear us can you how hear about, us how about now dave we can hear you oh he can't hear us so he it doesn't matter us. yeah <laughs> you might have might have maybe pressed something and i think and i'll muted, text him maybe you know what he uh, yeah he might have we need him to to call back Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm going to take a brief moment to shout out our sponsors. I'll make it quick, but this stuff's super important because it's our sponsors that help to make this show possible. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. And if it wasn't for you shopping with our sponsors, we wouldn't be here either. You can support our programming by shopping with truenutrition.com. They're our title sponsor. They've supported us for a number of years. They have awesome health and performance supplements. You can ask Skip or Dusty or Scott Stevenson all about True Nutrition and they'll tell you how good of a company they are. Hardcore bodybuilders have trusted them for over 15 years now. Use our code THINK, you'll get some savings, you'll support our programming. If you're in Canada, you can shop with supplementsource.ca. They have highly discounted supplements, discounts on bulk orders, and free shipping over $99. Check them out. And finally, you can directly support our programming on Patreon. I'll have links below for Patreon and everything else. We're taking more questions over there, and I appreciate everybody who's already helping to directly support our programming through our Patreon. All right, guys, thanks for hanging with me. Let's get back to the show. My fuck up at home. It's it's the technology, Con man. It's not perfect. Yeah. No, but I, I make, was saying... Make fun of Dave in the comment section. <laughs> yeah. I was saying, it. though, I, I felt really grateful. <laughs> Let this, me have it. This girl that I've worked with, it, she's come to me kind of last minute for a couple of preps, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this. It was so rewarding that we worked together from the last show to this show, and when you do have an opportunity to work with somebody through an off-season, it does make a huge difference. Just because you're on the, the same page 
through the whole thing. And I get exactly what you mean, Dave. It's like you, you, there's no definitive moment where I've had people ask me like, well, when do we start the prep? When is the prep start? And it's like, well, we might, you know, the prep's already started. We're, we're you know, right. we're year round, right. but we're playing, right. what we're doing now leads into what we're doing next month. And that it, leads into the next that's month, exactly, you know? That's exactly the point. And it's planning. Like you always want to think, you should always be thinking at least six or eight weeks ahead. You should literally be, I mean, nothing's in great list. Listen, that being said, nothing's engraved in stone. Everything's subject to change. But you should have some semblance of structure. And then mm-hmm. as issues come up, then you adjust, not the other way around. Because then you're going to find yourself behind. You know? Yeah. You always want to be ahead in a prep. You always want to be ahead in a prep. Because the more ahead you have, the more ahead you are, the more variables you have control. Hmm. The more switches you can flip. The more things and you the can less assess stress and you back are. off of. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's things you can. And again, I I can't emphasize more how the last like the week, you know, we Scott, we've we've talked about this multiple times. You know, the best scenario is when that last week is really just kind of another week to get better, you know. And I think that the problem is, is that um, there's too much emphasis on like expecting miracles out of this last week. I know there's a whole other show, but I just I'm skipping around. It just goes back to the point of just wanting to be organized and communicate. Yeah. As Scott was saying, like, look, the best successful, like, when you're when there's communication well ahead of time, well before the prep starts, come on, it's it's always better. Yeah, because the communication, you know, and again, it's, it's easy to work through issues and stuff. So, I just, you know, if you're clients of people out there, like whoever you're working with, it's okay. Be be proactive, like you know, and. It's, there should be a meeting of, of minds. You should meet each other halfway, you and your client. There should be, you guys should both be reaching out for communication and seeing what's going on. And um, that communication is critical because some clients, Scott, you know, Derek, you know, some yep. people are just afraid of saying, I don't know, avocado is bloating me with, with Sam. You know, oh, some yeah. people, don't, they won't speak up, right? We have to pull it out of them and it's frustrating. So, I mean, if you, you guys know, if you're prepping and you're feeling the sting and the suffering of prep, you want each week to be productive. So clients, people, if you guys are, if issues are bothering with foods or this and that, like speak up because, you know, it's every week should be productive. And when things are not, there's not enough communication, then yeah, it's hard to salvage a a fucked up week from lack of communication when things could be adjusted and, and changed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I agree with that. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm pr- I'm pretty much in agreement with everything that that uh, that Dave said. If I'm if I'm working with a if a if a client's coming back to me who I've already worked with and done preps with in the past, I okay. So if you have a date, right, two to three months, so eight to twelve weeks before you are twenty weeks out. So twenty eight to thirty two weeks out is when I want to hear from you because. Okay. Chances are, if you've had a substantial break of like a few months or whatever from the last show, um, I I err on the side of you probably did not follow a structure at all. You probably did whatever the hell you wanted. You probably have a bunch of water retention. You're probably inflamed. You probably didn't train as hard as you think you did. Um, And now there needs to be a, a, a reset of sorts, both physically and mentally, to kind of get you back into the groove. Um, yeah. And the body may respond differently 
to the same strategy that you did prior. I want to figure that out at 28 and 32 weeks out, exactly. not 10, not eight, 10, yeah. 12 weeks out. And then do exactly. what uh, Dave was talking about and try to chase chase uh, a shape and condition or chase a miracle or try to bet it all on oh as long as we're relatively close to where we want to be by peak week we're going to do this magical fairy yeah, manipulation and you're going to be Phil Heath. nightmare scenario exactly yeah uh I, Dave, dave's mantra is i like to sleep good at night so we're going to do things early yeah. because what he's yeah. <laughs> he goes i'm I'm old and I like my sleep. And if things are not going the way I like, I'm not going to sleep. So we're going to get this thing done now. I like that. I like that. So you guys are you guys are already dieting now. Is is this like when we say you're dieting? Are you are you pushing? Like are you are you hungry now or what's uh, going on? Y- yes and no. Yes. Uh, I mean, we we yeah. <laughs> I mean, like okay, we've, already, so, we've already come down. How much have we already come down? Like sixteen? How many pounds already by now? Since the very oh, start. Shit. So man, uh, we got so my my top morning weight was two hundred and fifty eight pounds. Uh, my top night weight was like two sixty three, two sixty four, um, and honestly, we got up there pretty easily. We kind of had to hit the brakes on it. Um, yeah. Yep. Because I was gonna if if we just kept going the way we were going, I was just gonna take off, and I would have never I would have classed right out of two twelve very quickly. No kidding. So yep. that's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I wasn't like I was eating a lot of food, but like it was after the first week or two, it was pretty easy to get down. Um, and my and my body was just hyper responsive and ready to go. So uh, I'm down to. So Dave, when me and you spoke on Monday. Uh, after I came back from New Orleans, I was 240, and I'm around 236 right now. So, so I'm already like at least down. Tw- like so we've already taken off like 22 pounds, whatever 23 pounds. So let me just explain. So we already started like so we we reached we created a caloric surplus. We we created it, maintained it for a bit, and then we just right away. I mean, we dip. We started dipping down because his weight. Yeah. So we started um, this. We started. We, we did this like in three phases. We we down structure calories in in three phases. Mm-hmm. And now we're at, now we're at a point where it's it's he's definitely in a in a deficit now. It's not a crazy deficit. You know, we're not like deplete. You know, de- depletion from now eating just fish and veggies and two hours of cardio a day for the rest. of the, No, it's nothing like that at all. But uh, there's a down structure, and his weight is reflecting it. Um, you know, he'll probably wind up just in the next two weeks, he'll probably wind up coming down like another seven or eight pounds, you know? And, um, that wouldn't surprise me. So the point is that, yes, the the question is, the answer is yes, we are very much in it. Um, we're not in depletion phase, you know, there'll be, there'll be, there'll be a lot of things. There'll be, there's keto phases, there's rotational carp. There's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts in this prep, but we have right now a, you know, a stable of what we're working with and uh, we'll, we'll manipulate off of that. But right now, the answer is yeah, we have we have started. Um, you know, May twenty first is going to be here before you know it. And again, we're keep in mind the concept of this is being ready. You know, fuck three calendar weeks early, God forbid. Yeah, I like that. So that's why we're doing this now. I would like to and plan on being able to back off towards the end mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. You know, I, so yeah. Well, now we're fucking in it. Now we're now we're fucking in it. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's getting he's getting hyped now. You hear it? 
<laughs> Let me ask you guys this then. So does that mean, you know, because a lot of times people think of the idea of like, okay, we're on prep now. Does that mean like you can't have any Christmas dinner? How does that work? Oh, no, no. He's uh, He has to. I mean, of course. No, listen. I mean, there's, like I said, one thing that's kind of cool about starting early is there's more flexibility with things. So Correct. You know, I don't want him to be 290 pounds a day after Christmas. Right. Um, the funny <laughs> thing is right now, like, he, he's going to eat on Christmas, right? Yeah. But yeah. things are moving along. His body's moving along because it's not like, you know, we've been doing this for a while now already. So I, he, the funny thing is, shit, he might even, who knows? I don't know if we're at the point where he might lose a pound or two from eating on Christmas, you know, that yeah. metabolic little punch. I don't know if yeah. we're there yet, but the point is that he's not going to, we're, we're past the, we're past the, uh, how do I say it? We're out of the inflammatory woods phase. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, very, very that. much. So. Like, yeah. So all the inflammation, all that, sh all that stubborn, crazy, visceral shit. Like we take it. So right now we're in a position where, who the fuck knows? Maybe he's on Christmas and he actually dips down a pound or two. But the point is, he's in a really good space right now because we've, again, started very, very early, which gives us lots of flexibility at the end and good sleep, knowing oh, he's going to be very in shape. Good sleep. And then I mean, good, good, good sleep for Dave. I sleep fine. <laughs> good sleep for Dave. Let, let me ask you guys this yeah, then. You know. So what kind of an effect is this having on your training, Derek? Um, so I, I, I will say this. Since we have um, since we have brought food down a little bit, uh, I definitely have backed off a little bit from the like the last time we spoke, I was I went into the two a day training that I was doing. Oh yeah. Um, I definitely I, I still do it sometimes. Like if I'm feeling really good that day, um, then I'll I try to maintain that caloric uh output as much as possible. Um, but there there are definitely days where I'm a I'm a little bit more tired than usual, and I can I'll get through my first session fine, but I can feel it by the end that it was a little bit more neurologically taxing than I was used to when I was in the heavy surplus. Yeah. So I just, I'll, I'll do the smart thing and not do the second session. But one of the biggest things that I've done this time around that I didn't, um, that I've never done uh, in the past was, so I had this little um, Apple watch. So I oh, track cool. my steps. Cool. Um, so I'm, I, I, um, I keep an eye on and regulate the amount of activity uh, that I'm doing. So I try to hit, I try to hit 10k steps a day. So and that's counting the formal, the formal cardio that Dave has me doing. So I'll get the steps in from that, and then I just, and I just make sure I walk enough to hit 10k steps, and that keeps that has kept me from having to do a bunch of dumb stuff cardio wise, and mm. from having to push the food down super low um, as well. So even though I'm not doing the two a days, I make up for it in other ways. But I, 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 I would I would be lying if I said that I wasn't feeling it a little bit. But like, eh, whatever. I've done this a million times and there's no way that I, I, I've been in the position of having to do two plus hours of cardio a day and having to eat fish and asparagus for weeks on end. Yeah. Uh, in the past, you know, in, in past years in order to get in shape. So anything less than that is I'm not going to say it's easy, but I pretty much I, I'm like, whatever. Um, I, 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 I roll right through it um, and I still make sure I train hard. I got to see uh, Dave in person in Arizona a couple weeks ago. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, 
he he put me through the ringer. He tried to you you went out of your way to try and kill me because you were like at the end of the leg <laughs> session. He goes, no, that's actually um, believe it or not, that was kind of entry level leg train. That was uh, oh. not intentional. That's just kind of oh like oh my god. The way I was, that's just how <laughs> we do it. So, well, no, well, no, I say that. Time, no, I say time, that. You're 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 fu- definitely more fucked next time. No, seriously about Derek though. Listen, his yeah. endurance is training. Listen, he he fucking he trains fucking hard. Okay, he. No, he yeah. That being said, all that stuff like he yeah, the, the, it's a very hard workout what we did, and um, he, you know, nine out of ten people are barfing, and you know, it's I could tell he he, you know, some people say okay, I train legs hard, or whatever, but like you know, he you could tell that he has he trains he knows how to train legs hard because there's a lot of people who brag about that, and then, you know, after two sets of, you know, ascending sets on leg press are like, no, I'm like, no, that's now we're warm, you know, and they freak out, yeah. you know? So no, he, Derek's training, uh, his endurance is, uh, is high. He can definitely, he's very, very, he trains very, very hard. So how would you, yeah. how would you define his recovery from what you've seen, uh, say compared to, you know, everybody else in the world? I mean, I've seen people want to stop, after the first or second exercise, um, you know, I mean, he was, he had to recover. We certainly had to check about, on his heart rate sometimes in between sets. To make I, no, sure I mean like overall, I mean like overall, like, you know, he's doing some two a days still occasionally stuff like that. I'm talking like big picture. You're watching him, you know, day oh, to yeah, day, like, week so first to of all, week. Like one thing, so one thing is um, recovery. Like first thing is for prep, especially like the way his prep is designed is uh, basically his calories come up. The night before legs, his calories are higher mm-hmm. on the day of legs, and his calories are higher the day after legs for about half the day. And then he goes back into the caloric deficit. The That's whole. pretty much the right right now the meat and potatoes of what's going on with his prep. That because I want him to have energy for legs, I want his legs to recover, you know. And by having positioning more caloric density pre, you know, the the, the night before legs and the day of legs and the day afterwards. Um, this enables us to have him recover his legs, you know, because to me, it's like, I think a lot of people, when you start getting into prep and there's, there's a cardio increases and leg training, whatever, if, if you start losing that recovery, that's when, you know, there's cortisol issues, whatever. It just seems like, you know, for me, I just want to protect that aspect of his recovery. Um, and then therefore the rest of the week, I feel like if he could recover, I feel like if he's, if he's like enough, if he's has enough hepatic and muscle muscle glycogen going into his leg training and he has that for recovery and then again for the day afterwards i feel that when he goes back into the hole um he'll be able to recover even for the rest of the week with with other body parts yeah okay i was just wondering because i know like you know i i mean i don't mean to to brag on you here derek but i mean you are one of the genetic elite and so I guess my question is more like, you know, oh. seeing how, you know, you, you know what Scott Stevenson put it this way. He was like, you know, working with Jordan Peters was like working, like having a sports car, like you're working with a Ferrari at that point, you know, and that's what he said about working with like Dave Henry, you know, it's like, and that's, that's, yeah. I guess is like, he's, you know, he, I, I'm sure it's gotta be fun from your perspective working with him. Oh yeah. No, like, I mean, for example, he, yes. Yeah, so the answer to your question, yes, he's, he, as far as that standpoint, he's elite Derek, as far as recovery, um, how he's able to functionally move weight from point A to point B, 
Um, and just from a physical standpoint, um, yeah, he's someone who can train with incredibly high intensity and he recovers his recovery time. I mean, he's not dying on his back for five hours in between each set. I mean, he's able to, <laughs> to recover and get back and get back on the horse, you know? That's um, cool. Yeah, no, like, Oh, don't get me wrong. Like <clears> this <throat> is the, the, this, the leg training that we did was, uh, was very intense and, yeah, because of the elite athlete he was, he is, he's, he was able to make it through it. And you see him handling um, more even is what, what it sounds like you were saying. Sure. That's a sure. lot, man. That's a lot versus, yeah, someone else might not like me. I might not be able to, I might be able to like stick through with it, like, you know, get the guts to do it. But I don't know if that means I should, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, for example, like that was the first time that we trained legs together. I mean, they'll be, he's going to, Derek will come down to Venice here sometime during the prep and during the prep and we'll train and um, probably throw a little bit more of the kitchen sink at him because yes, he can, he can definitely handle it. That's cool. So uh, I, I will, I will say that um, just knowing myself and, and all this flattery, I don't, I don't even know what to do with myself. <laughs> um, uh, I, I will say that my partially genetic, um, my tank always has been a little bit deeper um than um even a lot you know a lot of my peers um but at the same time there's also a huge mental component as well where i just want i i i I, when i'm when i'm in that hole and during the session and i'm and i'm feeling it at that depth of you know that 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 deep of a level um i just want more Uh, um like they're like just as an example, we got we fa- man, I think it was like it was the second to last exercise. Um, uh, I believe it was vertical leg press. Uh, or, yeah. yeah, and um, I think Dave started talking to me about different things, and it sounded like we were. I think I, I think we were about to wrap up the session, and I was like, "What's next?" And he was like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "What's next?" I know we're doing something else. Like, let's let's go. He was like, "All right, let's let's fucking do it." <laughs> anyway, we did like one or two, one or two more movements, and that's and that's not like uh, I wasn't trying to like put on a a, a bravado or anything. Yeah. But one, I wanted to, you know, I knew I only had a finite time with him, so I wanted to, I wanted to squeeze, I wanted to squeeze the sponge as much as I could, and as and also just let him know, I like I I I don't pussyfoot around this shit. Like yeah. I I want it. And not only do I want it, I want you to know that I can handle anything that you throw at me comfortably. So yeah, the, the thing let, is, let's the go. biggest thing what separates um, really good bodybuilders is it, it's the mental. You know, it's the mental. Mm. Um, whether it's you know this kind of training, be able to do what he's you know, or be able to have your hand on the stove during prep. You know, it's uh, hmm. it's a mental game. And um, I like that analogy. Yeah, you know, we started training. It's good. I mean, you don't get development like that training like a pussy. And it was almost like we started training goes without saying it's going to be hard. So I felt like it's almost like, you know, it just, we got, I think we got right to the point with our training. Um, cause like I have an idea of what he was capable of and you could tell after the first exercise. So yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to doing it again. Um, let me kick this light on. Good idea. uh, It's going to be, you know, pretty cool to just increase, you know, more intensity because he can definitely, you know, he can definitely handle it mentally. And I'm sure you'll be able to handle it oh, physically. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got it. I, I, I wanted to ask Dave a question and I I'm sure you'll enjoy this question too, Derek. 
what is this? <laughs> why is, why what? is there a picture? Why, Wait, how did you what, do that? What, what, what would you think that was? Well, how, what would you describe this as? What, what, do you, what does it look like to you? What would you think that was? It looks like a, it looks like a tennis it looks like if a tennis ball and a lemon had a baby and the fucking, and then Shrek's ears or something. I don't know. Wrapped around it. Could be. That's close. I think that's very close. I know what it is, but I'm not So, so those are Shrek's ears and it's not a lemon and, and a tennis ball that had a baby? This is actually the most anabolic object in the world. This is known as the, as Matt said, the Christmas cabbage. This is this is Christmas cabbage. If you haven't listened to uh, any, if you haven't listened to the episodes with Dave Crossland, this is like his 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 thing. <laughs> is there? I can't believe it's an actual. Is that a toy? Like, is that an actual toy? I think it's a dog toy. I think it is. <laughs> oh my god! I think it is. I just wanted to throw that up there. I know Fucking that Christmas. Derek really enjoys Christmas cabbage. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy on, Christmas cabbage. Look at the look on Dave's face right now. He looks Chris, very confused. Christmas. Christmas I was cabbage. literally about to say we could use that as a code name. <laughs> that could be your new nickname, Dave. The, the devil, or otherwise known as the devil salad, Greek for madness. The, the devil the, salad. The devil's the devil's lettuce. Yes, yes. Mm. And no, that so I beautiful. I know that uh, Derek wanted to talk a lot about you know the, the one of the, the big points he wanted to hit home here was talking about finding a coach, and we thought that we could kind of evolve that into you know, putting a plan together, man, I feel like putting a plan together is so important and having a good coach is, you know, a really big part of that. So I didn't know where this was going to go, but I think we got some, some good stuff out of this and got to hear from Dave. That, some more. that, well, that, 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 um, that being said, yeah, having, making sure that you have a good coach that is very knowledgeable and knows what the hell they're doing, um, and gives a shit about you in at the same time. But, there is also an element that I think is lost with today's athletes in I highly believe I highly believe in the athlete also doing their due diligence in knowledge acquisition to an extent. And I say that because one of the points that Dave really drove home was communication. Right. So, yes, we talk a lot and we communicate a lot. But because um, I am again, I don't mean to sound arrogant when I say this, but I've spent a lot of money to and time to acquire what the knowledge that I do have sure because I am also academically inclined when it comes to bodybuilding and physiology and all that stuff um me and Dave are, are able to communicate on a very uh, on a very similar plane yeah. so um we're able to bounce ideas off of off of each other um and get down to brass tacks uh good. very se- very seamlessly you you like that <laughs> I like the, the, that the subliminal messaging um yes. so uh, as an athlete, you should definitely take your own knowledge acquisition very seriously because yeah. it's going to make your your coach's job really easy. And you will also know what you need to communicate to them without them having to badger you and ask you about it. Um, Good point. And it just makes the process it makes the process so much easier and smoother. Uh, definitely, it definitely has for us. And and also, me and Dave get along really well. He's a just like me, an avid animal lover. This is another point that I wanted to that I wanted to make, and why I picked him. This man is obsessed with animals, almost as bad as I am, if not slightly, slightly worse. So, um, I, I, if if I'm gonna mess with you and especially be friends with you, you have to like animals. I right? just there, there's just a piece from the relationship that's taken away that 
will really affect like how close I can be with that person if like they don't if like you, animals. If I you're getting, like, yeah. you know, you know, animals are better than people. It's like people killing killing each other. I get it. Sometimes it's necessary, but somebody leaving, <laughs> like, let, let, but but somebody like a, laying a finger on an animal, I lose. I that's it. I lose my shit. Um. So anyway. we won't dive into that too much but you guys got the point yeah no i get what you mean like if you were to become close friends with someone and then you find out like they don't like dogs then you're like oh like what changes everything if you don't like dogs like what kind of like what kind of a fucking human being are you you know i don't know whatever i don't know maybe (laughs) but there are cat people in the world though there are cat people no but i mean just just people just animals are fucking amazing you know like and they are animals yeah. are pretty cool. To me, to me, animals. To me, the animal kingdom represents God. You know, that's what true. You know, I totally get it. It's a, it's a, that, that's actually a, a not not to dive too deep into that rabbit hole, but that, that that's actually a very um, a lot of indigenous people um, oh, see yeah. the world in the same in, in the very same way. So, like, yeah. you know, they whether they believe in God or a high a higher supreme being of some sort, yeah. they don't. Uh, they don't separate the two. It's not like there's people and then there's this supreme being. They see the supreme being in everything. So, like as an example, like my dog is next to me. So, like they see God or their 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 higher deity in their animal. They see it in the plant life. They see it in everything. So, like when That's you right. see. So like they hunt something and they kill it, right? They have a whole ritual where they give thanks to the animal, but they're not really give, they're not giving thanks to the animal. They're giving thanks to the spiritual en- energy that comprises the animal, yeah, and basically like saying in, Hindu, in the Hindu religion, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Hindu, uh, Buddhism, a, a lot, a mm-hmm. lot of those Eastern religions operate yep. that way within the indigenous people. Um, so they're very connected with nature. God is, they are God. Nature is God. Everything around them is. So they treat everything with reverence. Just thought of the, uh, a little offshoot talking point. Thought it'd be cool to share. Little, uh, little culture, little thought, little religion. A little culture. Our, We're yeah. adding some culture to the trend, to the trend cabbage. I like that. I like that. Dave, we got to get you back on more often. We get, you've done so many cool shows with us, especially before we did video. And now we've done, we're doing the video thing, uh, the last couple of years. We should, uh, we should get you back on more often. Talk some, some other topics. Yeah. I think I'm going to maybe take one less bong hit next time. Before the show. <laughs> <laughs> or, or more, one, one more. Or I just have to try. I'm always experimenting with different, um, strains of weed before the show like sometimes it'll be a hybrid whatever but uh what's a good no, what's always, a good it's strain always fun. it's always fun being on i thought we were going to talk about trend for a minute jared didn't you want to didn't you mention trend you wanted to talk about it, or that's for another show i love trend i love trend i'm so <laughs> strong on it <laughs> i gotta tell you i've discovered i think trend in the off season is not as bad of a thing as some people want to make it out to be just gonna say that just gonna throw it out there hey i i agree with you uh the I feel that way about a lot of different substances in general, uh, as far as anabolics go, that there's a lot of some mysticism uh, around a lot of a lot of different compounds that people use. I think in in large part to both social media <laughs> and then just the access that a lot of people have to the Internet and forums and, you know, just 
readily believing anything that they read from any person without doing their due diligence to actually research if this person is actually knowledgeable on this topic or do they just watch a couple of YouTubes of other people and just like, oh, now I'm an expert. So everyone's an expert these days. All right. Well, listen, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, Dave, if anybody wants to reach out to you uh, because they want to work with you, you're not working with people, right? <laughs> Don't talk to Dave. But you can follow, at all. You can follow oh. Dave to uh, follow his travels around uh, the world, chasing Slayer concerts and stuff like that. Even though they're retired. Well, they're retired. Yes, but how many Slayer shows have you seen altogether? Fifty-eight since nineteen ninety. You have. You know the number. That's impressive. A lot of this was. A lot of this was midlife crisis stuff. My wife and I flowing, flying to different cities to see him. Can I say? I like music. I love live music. That's cool. But Slayer, yeah, 58 times since 1990. That's cool. That's I, I, have a Calic, I, I have a Calic hack. If you want to start a conversation with Dave and trick him into talking about coaching, send yes. him a, either a picture of Slayer or send him a picture of a, of a Black Lab. You're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> That'll work. You're good to go. True. And then you can, and then you just like. By the way, now that I have your attention, <laughs> yeah. How's everything going over at your gym? Oh, everything's going great. Um, the, the business is continuing to grow. Um, I will, I will say that you know the holiday season tends to be a, a slower time. Uh, you know, gym wise, ever you know people going on vacation and wanting to enjoy the holidays. Um, and not spend as much time under the iron. I understand. But um, overall, it's just been a really good year for us. Um, oh, yeah. the, the the bounce back from last year's lockdown has been pretty, pretty, pr- pretty good. I'll, I'll say so. Um, yeah, everything's going really well. I, I can't complain. Yeah. And this was a good season. This was like this was my best season coaching wise. Oh um, yeah. By by far, like the the most number of clients I've had, the most number of top placings and wins that I've that I've acquired. Um, um, being known around here, I'm, I'm starting to go into rant like public places and at least having one or two people know who I am and recognize me, which is really weird for me. It's very, very odd. And I think it'll always be strange, but I, I haven't gotten used to it. Do, but but um, do they call you Derek or do they say, Hey, it's weapon X. No, do the sound. They'll literally say, Hey, Oh yeah. Yeah. You gotta do the sound effect, man. <laughs> you miss your opportunity. <laughs> No, uh, uh, usually more often than not, you're they'll, they'll use both names. They're like, "You're Derek Weapon X, right?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, 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 that's me." <laughs> like, I, we went when we went to New Orleans this weekend. I actually had someone at the airport recognize me from being at the show. There was a show that just happened like two or three weeks prior. I had like five clients in the show, Hell yeah. and him and his him and his son walked up to me and was and uh, he was like. Like, same thing. You're Derek, right? I saw you at the show. You're Weapon X. And I'm like, yeah. What the hell? That's and he was so like, cool, uh, man. I, I was there. I was there with my son. His, his son was with him. I think he was like 10 or 11. And he was like, um, you know, my son just started following following bodybuilding, and um, he knows who you are. He's a big fan. And I, when I saw you, I had to bring him bring him over so that he could meet you. Oh, that was really yeah. cool. Hell yeah. And and it just so happened that we were going on the same flight too, which oh, was no really kidding. cool. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, small, that that was pretty neat. You know, uh, 
99.999% of the world thinks that Jay Cutler was the quarterback for the Chicago Bears. So, you know, <laughs> how, you know how small our niche is, but yeah, when people finally, you know, when people recognize athletes, whatever, in this, in our small niche, whatever, it's kind of cool, right? That's badass. It, 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 it was really cool, and him bringing his son to, to meet me was even, was even, even cooler. Because yeah. I was, I was uh, 13, fresh, freshly 13 when I started lifting. And my dad was the reason that I even knew what bodybuilding was. So huh. when I get to see that happen, you know, in other father-son relationships, it, it definitely um, it has a, a higher meaning for me. It, it strikes a chord with me in a very positive way. Hell yeah, that's cool. All right, well, listen, cool, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, don't reach out to Dave for coaching, but you can follow him over on Instagram if you want. I'll yes, put, I'm, uh, I'm not taking it out. I'm not taking on any more clients. I'm just enjoying what I'm doing right now. Thank you, guys. Cool. I'll have I'll you take all out if you have any questions on anything. And so will Scott. Yeah, we'll take all the other clients. That's a, that's okay. Yeah, you guys, two good coaches over here. You can reach out to Weapon X for coaching. Hit them up on Instagram. Uh, do you have a, a website for FitFam Tampa? Is that? Yeah, I, I feel like I always get it wrong. The the, the name. It, it, yeah, it's just yeah, it's, it's just Fam Tampa. Um, Fam Tampa. But uh, right. Fam Tampa. Yeah. Uh, we're we're working on a separate website. Like we want to have a separate one from the Miami, the original Miami location. Yeah. But if anyone wants to. Um, either learn about the gym and or about my coaching, they can go on to www.wxathletics.com. I have a whole website built out for that. I like that. I'll put a link to that in the description. Of course, you can hit me up, McNallyDiets at gmail.com. And thank you guys for hanging with us. Thanks for watching the show. We appreciate it. And Derek, it's great to Thanks, be back, guys. man. Great to great to talk to you again. Oh, yeah. You're, the, the episode you guys are really going to like is the one that's going to be titled... Derek qualifies for the Olympia or Weapon X qualifies for the Olympia. Yeah, it's got to be Weapon that X. One. Who's Derek? Who's Derek? <laughs> me, me and Dave are going to be on here with, with party hats and uh, streamers and all kinds of stuff. We're going to just be ready. You guys just watch to the audience. You guys can hang out and like each time we record, Derek's face is going to get like leaner and leaner. I don't know. Does do your face ever get like really sucked in? Because you look like you have a roundish face. So yeah, yeah, it will. No, it will. Uh, this, uh, uh, if I have to, I'll have to send you a picture when we when we get off. But um, this yeah, past be, um, was probably the most sunken in my face had ever been. Yeah, it's gonna get cheek bony. It's gonna get cheek bony. <laughs> I wanna, uh, I, I wanna be able to uh, scrape Anastasia's face when she goes to kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, appreciate you guys. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Derek. See you guys soon. You bet. 